Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. This is podcast number 156. I'm calling it First Sign of the Fizzle. By fizzle, I'm talking about that natural thing that happens as we get to the end of January and you start to realize, or I start to realize, yeah, all those ideas I had, resolutions, goals, whatever you want to call them, um, I can't even remember what they were. So I purposely don't make resolution resolutions anymore, or sometimes I do. I don't know. I, there's one my husband and I have been joking about that is private, but anyway, um, but we, I don't make these big lists of resolutions anymore. Why? Well, because of all the years when I didn't manage to get them accomplished. And so then I felt like, well, what's the point and all that. But there is a natural thing that happens as the new year happens. And I believe it's because of the out of routine-ness of that period of life. Something happens in that week between Christmas. Life has been crazy, 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 crazy. And then it all kind of stops, but we're not back into real life yet. And so that week after Christmas, that first week of the new year where real life hasn't gotten going yet, maybe um, gymnastics are off for a couple weeks or, you know, school's out. And even when school gets back in, maybe you don't get immediately started back to all of the activities that you were in. And something happens of, okay, I am going to do things differently now. But then real life comes back into the picture. And you have three nights a week of practices or whatever it is that you're doing, just like you had before. And you go, okay, nothing's changing here. Um, And that is when kind of that feeling of, I failed again, or Oh, all this renewed energy I thought I had has started to fizzle. So I'm going to be talking about what to do at that first sign of the fizzle or how I try to combat that feeling of a fizzle coming on. Okay. Um, Before I do that, though, our sponsor this week is Prep Dish. Today, I'm talking about small steps to fight the fizzle and signing up for a two-week trial of Prep Dish is a great way to fight the fizzle on your ambitious plans to feed your family healthier meals in 2018. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. Each week, you get an email with a grocery list, a plan for prepping your week's meals ahead of time in one chunk of time, and instructions for getting those meals on the table quickly throughout the week. Following the plan will fight the fizzle and is worth your time to try it out, especially when you can get a free two-week trial, which you can get when you go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean to get your free two-week trial. Okay. So like I said, I have already forgotten my New Year's resolutions for 2018. I'm pretty sure I had some. I was going to be more on top of blah, blah, whatever, our schedules, helping with homework, making sure this, that, and the other happened, whatever. I was going to be awesome because I felt awesome about it when I was just thinking about the plans 
for how awesome I was going to be. But then real life happens and I forget here or there or just life gets busy and I don't feel awesome anymore. And so that's where the fizzle comes in. Um, here is my natural tendency when fizzle starts to happen. This is something I have learned does not work. That doesn't mean that I don't still have this natural tendency. But it's also something I see happen a lot, partly just because of the strange position I'm in that people share their organizing goals and their organizing desires and their organizing frustrations with me more than they share them with other people. Like I have lots and lots and lots of people sharing these things with me. So these are some things that I see. My natural tendency that I have to fight when fizzle happens is this desire to reinvent the wheel. I think fizzle equals failure. Fizzle, I have learned, does not equal failure. Fizzle is just a natural thing. I think for most people, okay, when you come out of that period of, wow, I don't have school and work going on. I can focus 80% of my energy on my home and 80% of my um figuring out and analyzing and all that I can I can focus on my home and then real life gets back and that fizzle starts to happen fizzle is not failure it's just this natural feeling of oh yeah I've got a lot of other things going on too and I can go three or four days without remembering that I was going to be an awesome homemaker like I was putting my whole focus into back when I didn't have all these other things going on. So this natural desire, when I feel like a failure is to say, okay, let me figure this thing out in a completely different way, because the last way didn't work. When in reality, it's not that the last way itself did not work. It's that I was fizzling. So it's a separate thing from failure. Um, I don't necessarily okay, I'm saying necessarily need to replan or redesign or sit down and write out what's going to happen and what I'm going to do differently. The whole sit down and write it out. I am not, if you have sent me an email talking about this, I think this is what I'm going to do this year. I'm not criticizing because I have done the exact same thing, but I'm just going to say from my personal experience that rarely made a huge impact on my home. Sitting down and going, okay, let me prioritize exactly what is going to, you know, be my focus, how things are going to work this year. That rarely made a difference. Now, I am a big fan of making the list when I'm in project mode. I have podcasts on, I have an ebook about, I have posts on. I have checklists, all this for how to clean a messy house and get it ready for guests. I talked through those, my 14 days to opening your front door to guests. I talked to through that process in two weeks of podcast and yeah, in two different podcasts that were in two different weeks back in, I think it was November or December. I see huge value in that focused. I'm getting ready for a goal. But the problem with January is there aren't any holidays coming up that involve having people into my home. 
Okay, that doesn't mean I'm not going to have anybody over, but the big holiday season is over. So I am not working toward a goal anymore. I am working on just normal everyday life. And for me, as a project minded person, that makes it harder. Okay, and that is where the fizzle comes in. Because I don't have a deadline that I'm working toward. Instead, I'm working toward just doing this because it's the right thing to do and because it makes our family function better and we're able to do what we need to do more easily, more quickly when our house is under control, which is a great and noble reason. But without that impending doorbell, it's easy for me to procrastinate and put it off. Okay. So I have to fight my desire to reinvent the wheel because when it comes down to this kind of period of time where it's just a matter of doing things because it's the right thing to do. And I was going to change everything as of, you know, January 1st. Now it comes down to re remembering or remembering, however you would say that, remembering what works. So instead of reinventing the wheel, I need to remind myself what actually works. What works on the day to day keeping my house from getting crazy pants, what works on this phase of life, as opposed to the crazy 14 days of getting ready for guests. Okay, what works now? What works in this? Well, it rarely helps me and it actually usually makes my fizzle more intense when I sit down and come up with a whole new plan. When I sit down and come up with a whole new plan, then First of all, I haven't actually gotten anything done. It feels good because I have a new plan, but I haven't actually gotten anything done. And so I get up from that. Real life keeps going on. Oh my goodness, I've got to go pick up so-and-so, whatever. And then I again feel a quicker fizzle on that new plan because then I never actually implement it. Where maybe I implemented something in that week after Christmas when life was out of routine I fizzled on that. I think, okay, well, then I need a new plan. And then I barely even ever get that new plan, that second new plan implemented. And so the fizzle happens even faster, which makes me feel like a failure. I interpret that as failure. And multiple failures in a row make me feel like what's the point of even trying? Okay, and so that's kind of that cycle, that downward cycle into, I can't do this. This is way too hard. Okay, versus saying instead of writing out a new plan, remembering what actually works, what makes a difference. So just an example of a new plan. I when we first got married, um, much to my complete shock and dismay, I was not suddenly organized. I'd been, you know, completely unorganized my entire life, but I had assumed that once I got married, that was gonna completely change because now it was going to matter to me. I was going to have a real apartment and it was going to, you know, I had apartments when I was single and those were messy, but I mean, being married, that was going to change everything for me. It did not. I was very busy with my, with my, um, teaching theater and all that and life. And then just me and how I am. And I wasn't doing daily stuff because I didn't understand, um, the impact of small tasks that are done daily. Um, so I, my house was a wreck. 
And it was a huge frustration. And now it was kind of a feeling of shame because before I'd had all these reasons like, oh, who cares? It's just me. You know, what's the big deal? Now all of a sudden I was married and I felt like, oh, I'm even messier than I ever have been. What is the deal here? And I was embarrassed. And, um, and I remember thinking one January, okay, I'm going to work on my house for 30 minutes every day. Surely 30 minutes every day would make an impact. Well, guess what? It would. If I would have actually done that 30 minutes every day would have made a huge impact. But I told my husband about it. I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And he would, his reaction was 30 minutes. That's actually a really long time. So I didn't do it because I felt dumb and I am not, I'm not criticizing my husband. I'm just saying we were looking at the same amount of time. I was thinking, oh, this is so overwhelming if I could just spend 30 minutes. And he was looking at 30, because he's right. I mean, 30 minutes on in our little bitty apartment, it would have made a huge impact and it would have been perfect all the time. Um, and it probably wasn't even necessary for me to do that much. I know that now, but here's the thing. I was just looking at an amount of time. I'm just going to work. I wasn't looking at an actual accomplishable task. It was just this ambiguous, I'm going to work for 30 minutes. Where now I know that whatever time period, that's not what matters. What matters is, am I doing the dishes? So what works? Well, doing the dishes every day works. So when I start to feel that fizzle, I go, um... I'm feeling the fizzle because my kitchen looks like a disaster. Oh yeah. I went to bed last night cause I was really tired. I'm actually telling a real story right now. Um, I went to bed last night cause I was really, really tired and, um, my kitchen was a disaster and that seeing my kitchen as a disaster, as a disaster makes me feel like a failure and feel that, oh, well, it's not working, whatever. But I know, I know from experience, you know, from my podcast, from my book, whatever, that that one task is where I need to put my focus, not on coming up with a new plan, but on actually accomplishing that task. So in the same amount of time that I would sit down and write out a new plan, I can catch up on the dishes. I can go in there in that amount of time and go do the dishes. And instead of having a new plan that makes me go, oh, yay. And then tomorrow I've already failed on that plan and I'm fizzling even more. Instead, when I've spent that same amount of time doing the dishes, then tomorrow I go, wow, I made a really big impact in here. That's right. That's right. Doing the dishes has a huge, ridiculously huge impact on my home if I will just do that. And then I'm reminded it is totally worth my time to do the dishes tonight. It is totally worth my time to empty this dishwasher this morning and refill it back up if I've got more in there. I'm going to go ahead and do this. And wow, that makes a big impact. And that spurs me to keep going as opposed to having made a whole new plan that doesn't actually make an impact on my house visibly and then failing on that plan and feeling like, well, this is because I stink at this stuff. Okay. Um, what about if you spent some of that time, you know, we've had some snow days, we've had some, you know, we've had extra days off. We've just, it's just been kind of a crazy, not getting back into routine very quickly here in January for us. Um, 
and then sometimes I feel like, oh, I did all that work, but I, for some reason, I don't, I'm not really feeling the impact of it right now. Was that work really worth it? The way for me to combat that fizzle, that feeling of really, was there any point in all that work that I did? Because I'm, you know, here we are back to being messy again. A five minute pickup is a, is the best that I have found way to fight that fizzle feeling of was it worth it for me to declutter? Because a five minute pickup does two things. For one thing, I put away the randomly out things. Okay. Because if I did a decluttering project, like let's say I decluttered my living area and I worked really, really hard. And now the only things in this living area, in these li- this living area are things that contribute to us living. Okay. Which, you know, contributes to the purpose of the room. But then also everything that's in here is in the first place where I would look for it. Okay. So everything is, I have established that by working so hard on this, a five minute pickup means that all these random things that are put out, you know, like right now I'm seeing a blanket on the coffee table. I'm seeing a book on the coffee table, seeing my nail set, um, for doing my nails on a TV tray that's in here. A five minute pickup means that those things get put away in the areas where they actually go. And this room can go back in five minutes. Even if I haven't done a five minute pickup in a week, this room can go back in five minutes to almost where it was when I spent all that focused effort and time on decluttering it. Okay, so that five minute pickup I'm telling you is magic. So it's the way to maintain any progress that you made. I talked in a um, in a podcast, you know, kind of right at the beginning of January about how I'm a big fan of making your New Year's resolution to declutter instead of to organize because organizing requires maintenance and remembering and keeping up with and using and all that where decluttering is achievable in a short amount of time. Like you can be done. You can declutter your living room and be done. Not that you're never going to have to declutter again. Not that you won't ever have to do any work again, but decluttering the living room, you're done with that. And a five minute pickup makes you back to that level of achievement that you had before. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, so a five minute pickup is a great way to fight the fizzle. So what are some ways to fight the fizzle? Do the dishes. Another way to fight the fizzle, do a five minute pickup. If it doesn't work and you still, and you still feel fizzled, well, you only spent five minutes on it and you're five minutes better off than you would before. But I can almost guarantee you, I'm not going to guarantee guarantee because obviously we're all different, but from my own personal experience, I have learned that I can guarantee myself that a five minute pickup is going to increase my energy and make me feel successful in my home. Because every single time I'm shocked at how much better my house, one space, whatever looks after five minutes of focused pickup time. And I'm talking about five minutes. I am not talking about tricking yourself into working for 30 minutes. I don't like to be tricked. I don't like to trick myself. If I set up some sort of a system where the goal is to trick myself I will rebel against my own system and say, I don't like being tricked and I'm not doing that because I know what you're really trying to do here. So I'm just going to dig my heels into the ground and avoid it. Okay. But if I tell myself, no, really, truly, I am only going to do five minutes because I'm feeling fizzly and I don't have the energy to spend 30 minutes 
but fine, I will give it five minutes. And I set the timer and I really do stop after five minutes. And that five minutes makes me go, wow, okay, that was worth my time, which makes me willing to do another five minutes, maybe later that day, maybe the next day, maybe the next time I start to feel the fizzle. So um, other things that happen during a five minute pickup is a thing here or there goes straight into the donate box. Maybe something that I kind of went, eh, yeah, I'd look for that here when I was originally focused on decluttering this space, but time and life revealed to me, oh, well, yeah, I can just stick this in the donate box. And that's another thing is having a donate box ready and accessible and in a place where everybody knows ours is in our garage. Now my kids know, go stick this in the donate box. Mom, I don't need these anymore. Whatever goes that having an existing donate spot, donate box at all times really helps to fight the fizzle. Because when I don't have that, then part fizzle can happen when I feel that frustration of new clutter appearing. You know, I worked so hard on decluttering clothing. And then every time I do laundry, I find more stuff that I'm like, why do we even have this or more out outgrown stuff? And oh, and I used to think, okay, well, that means I'm going to have to do a decluttering project. Man, I've got to declutter again. No, I just have to stick it in the donate box. That thing that came out of the laundry, came out of the dryer that I immediately saw was too small. I'm just going to go stick it in the donate box. And then that helps me maintain that decluttering progress that I had and <sighs> fight the fizzle. Okay. Um, let's see. Another thing is to remember that since our goal is to just declutter, and if you're following my strategies for decluttering without making a bigger mess, which are laid out very clearly in other podcasts on my blog, but you know, I really have to push it. The five day clutter shakedown is step by step working through the process in a way where you can make an impact in five minutes five hours or five days. Okay. That video series, which I've had several people lately come to me and say, this is the best thing you've ever done. So I'm excited about that. I'm bragging for a minute, but I'm also encouraging you that following these strategies will fight the fizzle. Seeing visible progress in five minutes is the best fizzle fighter out there. I'm kind of enjoying saying fizzle fighting. But it really is doing something small and seeing visible progress from that small effort is the best way to fight fizzle. So if you're feeling fizzle, just declutter, take that first step. What's the first step? It's trash. If you're feeling the fizzle and you think, oh, what is the point? Grab a black trash bag and start throwing trash away, either in your house as a whole or in one small space that will fizzle is kind of that creeping on of decluttering paralysis, right? It's like you've had energy and then you just kind of start feeling yourself just kind of shut down and go, I don't have that decluttering energy anymore. Well, decluttering paralysis, the way to cure it is to get moving. Okay. It's, it's to 
move, any slight movement, any small movement helps kind of grease that wheel of getting decluttering again. So grab the black trash bag because that's the easiest of the easy stuff. The first step to working through an overwhelming mess. And as you do that, you're going to see visible progress and that visible progress is the best fizzle fighter. Fighting fizzle, fizzle fighter. It's really fun to say. You should try it. Okay. So doing something small, even if it's as small as you can possibly think of, which is throwing away trash. Okay. Just throw away trash. And that right there will fight the fizzle. Maybe it will inspire you to keep working through the steps to dealing with an overwhelming mess, or maybe it won't, but you'll have less in your house. And that is success. And that success experiencing that success fights the fizzle. Okay. Okay. Um, I am going to, okay. I've been going about 25 minutes. Um, I am going to, um, just encourage you again to get the five day clutter shakedown and to remember that the way you get the five day clutter shakedown for free through February 26th of 2018, in case you're listening to this later, um, it's not free later, but before the 26th of February, the way that you get that for free is by pre-ordering my new book, which comes out on February 27th, which is decluttering at the speed of life. And that's what all this is about. Okay. The fizzle happens when life feels like it's getting in the way of you keeping your house under control or getting your house under control. It's kind of that it's, it's that constant, um, what's the word? It's that constant friction of how do I maintain my house? How do I make progress when I've got a busy life, when life is just going on and keeping on going and I've always got kids at home or I've always got, you know, things outside the house. I'm working outside the home, whatever it is that makes you feel like, how is this possible in the midst of real life? So my new book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life is all about that. It is about these are strategies that actually make a real impact in any amount of time in the midst of your real life. And along with that are some major mindset changes that I have had to make to make it possible for me to make decluttering project mm, progress. That's the word. I knew it started with them. It was either project process or progress and it's progress decluttering progress in the midst of life going on and being busy. Um, how does that happen? So that's what I talk about in that. The five day clutter shakedown is a jump start to that. You don't have to have five days to devote. You can watch the videos in the course of an hour. I have heard from so many people who have watched them with the other people in their house and they are making huge progress because they're all on the same page in decluttering and how they're going to go about it. These are non-emotional steps. Okay. We don't, I don't do any kind of basing my decluttering on emotions. I just can't, um, because I have too many emotions. Um, but that is, that is how it works. Decluttering at the speed of real life, decluttering at the speed of life, um, is the book that's going to talk you through the whole entire process, um, for your whole house going through room by room relationship by relationship within your life, um, helping others declutter all of that. 
um, is in the book. I've already recorded the audio version, so you can pre-order that. Any version that you pre-order, go to aslobcomesclean.com slash bonus and fill out the pre-order information and that will um, uh, take you to um, your code to get the five-day clutter shakedown for free, which you can then watch. Um, you know, honestly, one way to fight the fizzle is to download a different podcast, you know, download a podcast of something that I've casually mentioned and you haven't listened to that one or one that you remember inspiring you go back and find that one and download that. You can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts to find all of them. Um, but go to those or watch the five day clutter shakedown videos, go through those and use that as a way to, Oh yeah. Now I remember it really is that easy. I don't know why I keep assuming when I'm not in the moment that, oh, this is harder than it actually is. Okay. Um, so yeah, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash bonus and, um, pre-order the book wherever you want to pre-order it and then fill out the form so you can get the five day clutter shakedown for free. Okay. Um, also wanted to remind you if you are listening to this in real time, this will come out on Wednesday or Thursday, which will be either the day before or the day of my speaking event in South Lake, Texas at six 30 at the South Lake library. Um, that information is at a slobcomesclean.com slash speaking. I'll also be in San Diego, Atlanta, Minneapolis, Norman, Oklahoma, possibly more, um, coming up within the next couple of months as the book releases. And so if you would like to make sure that you don't miss one, if I'm coming to your area, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash speaking, and you will find that. So, okay. Um, and if you have, if you have a group that would like to host me as a speaker, I would absolutely love that. And it's a lot of fun. So, um, just email me at a slobcomesclean at gmail.com if you have that. Um, if you would like to set up something for the next year. Okay. Um, I will talk to you guys next week. All right. 